0: You ready? You're recording?
1: I am recording.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. All right, should we, we jump into it
1: then? I
0: think we should. Okay. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good
1: friends just made a
0: podcast.
1: Two friends just made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket.
0: A a Bucket, Georgia, Les, Les. Hello everyone, welcome back to uh, your favourite podcast in uh, all of the world, it's Culture Bucket, episode number 57.
1: Yeah, 57.
0: Uh, not an important number, but an important episode because it marks the end of... Of the second year of the life of Culture Bucket, <gasps> as, we, as we come to the end of 2021. Uh, the first full year, because Culture Bucket started in the summer. Oh, so 2020? Um, yeah. Summer 2020. So the, we had like a bit of 2020, and then we did a full, so this is our first full year of doing Culture Bucket. Uh, incredible scenes. Um,
1: incredible scene. so we're going to do
0: similar to how we ended last year off th- we're going to do the best of 2021 we're going to talk about the pop culture of the past year and the things in it we liked the best we've got some lists from listeners to share with you as well and then we're going to look into the future i'm going to take out my uh crystal ball which is called typing movies of 2022 into google and reading the results yeah and i'm going to tell you what i found in there um and that's exciting, but I can't do it on my own, of course. I'm, I've got my co-host with me, Alex. Hi.
1: Hi, George. Hi, everyone. How are you doing,
0: George? Hey, hey. Um, pretty good. It's it's. I'm I'm within spitting distance of the Christmas holiday for me. I've got two more days of work, and then I'm done. Nice. So, um, you know, I can't wait to be free. <laughs> um, I feel Simba exactly the same. And, um, and yeah, so, yeah, I had my third COVID jab, booster jab thing the other day, uh, and I just about feel better again after it, so that's lovely. That's nice. Just make sure you get your jab and protect people. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm going to have mine in two hour, three hours, so I'm going to be in Super three Saiyan hours. mode. Ta-da, Super Good. Saiyan. Matchup, 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 matchup.
0: Um, but yeah, let's jump, let's jump in. We're going to kick off with, um, uh, a little look into the future just to, just to give you a tease of what's coming at the end of the episode. Uh, Alex and I have got a MyTube for each other, some, uh, some trailers for, for next year's, some of next year's big events. Um, I think Alex is, a, is going to be a bigger event than, than mine, but mine is cooler. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Actually, mine's a Netflix movie, so it's not really cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so who's going to go first, Alex? Um,
1: You can go first.
0: Yes, good. That's what I wanted you to say. (laughs) Um. Okay, have you got that?
1: Mm, Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Let me know
0: when you're ready. Just press play.
1: So I have got a trailer. It says uh, the house. Oh, is 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 a horror?
0: Um, I don't know. You'll you can tell okay. me whether you think it's a so horror. So
1: it's the house official trailer Netflix? And the first shot is incredible, by the way. Like just having this as a shot is just a house over water, whilst everything else is underwater. I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's an animation. Mm, is
0: it is. Ooh. What have you started? No,
1: no, no. I've just got the first oh, okay. uh, thing. So yeah, we can start now.
0: <laughs> right. Three, two, one, go. Hi, darling. Ugh! It's the biggest day of my life today. Why'd
1: you always like weird things?
0: <laughs>
1: that face is horrific.
0: Oh. Maybe say little Here we are. George, come on. Oh, look
1: at that face. He's got tiny eyes and a tiny <laughs> nose and a massive face. <laughs> um, He's a,
0: you're talking about me or are you talking about the video? The
1: video. The cats are cute. Do you like typing Google weirdest films I could possibly watch?
0: Weird. No, it just popped up on my Facebook. Yeah,
1: of course, it popped up on your Facebook. <laughs>
0: look at that. Facebook knows me. <clears throat> Do you not think
1: that face is terrifying? The face of the it's humans? Weird.
0: It's definitely weird. This isn't the plan! It's
1: confusing, yeah! It is confusing. He just said, it's confusing, yeah. It's like, yeah, it is. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff happening. Christ, that was quick. So there are animals, cats, rats, people, all in the same house?
0: Oh! <gasps> well. Oh. I think it's three separate stories, and they're... In one of the stories, all the characters are mice. In one of them, they're all cats. In another, they're all humans. But they so all like an live in the same film. house. <laughs> they all live in the house. But it's saying it's three different time periods or oh.
1: something. Oh. Oh. It's just horrible. The humans' faces are horrible. <laughs> hmm. Watching well, of that. Uh, yeah, looks okay.
0: you got to admit, a lot of the... Shots look very good. Like, yeah, oh in no, terms it looks of, like,
1: beautiful, but I, I'm terrified about those people.
0: <laughs> but it's just the design of them. They're not, like, doing s- scary things.
1: Do you not think sometimes, like, the design of something could be really creepy and creep you out every No, time
0: definitely. I- like, the alien in Alien, for example, is a good example
1: yeah, of that. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> cool. And they are weird. They have weird faces.
1: Interesting. Scary faces. So it's a Netflix right, film. Right,
0: it's a Netflix film, it's called The House It's coming out in I think January, maybe January 14th mm. um, Three separate stories uh, Directed by three different directors But all ah. about this one House Wow. Um, and I think set in the UK The voices all sounded British yeah. to me in that Yeah, trailer. I think
1: there's some British actors yeah. Like famous ones
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know I love stop motion animation I really love stop motion animation um,
1: Okay, so I'm going to show you a trailer now of a film.
0: Uh, yeah. Are you ready? Okay.
1: Um. So I, I put off watching this trailer for like oh, uh, maybe a few hours because I was like, I don't want, right. then I thought I'll watch it. And then I watched it and I got really excited about it because I think it's silly enough to be enjoyable. Like I love Sandra Bullock. I love Channing Tatum. You know, Daniel Radcliffe is out of his comfort zone. So maybe, I don't know. I feel maybe, I don't know. Let's check it out. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah? I've, have you received it?
0: Okay. Yes, it's this trailer for the film The Lost City, uh, which, as you just mentioned, has got Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum in it, who are both great. So, and I haven't seen this trailer yet, so let's, let's check it out. Cool. You ready? Yeah. Okay, good. Three, two, one, I'm going. You led me straight to The Lost City. Now, prepare to die. There are just hundreds of snakes in this temple just waiting for us to show up. What? Sandra Bullock's a writer.
1: Yes we need you to promote your new book on the lost
0: City of D. It's very funny. I'm her. Daniel Radcliffe is a, more than a funny guy. Yeah. I think. Alan, He's capable of being pretty here? funny.
1: I'm
0: certified. CPR, Leeches make me feel uh, awful. Holy mother of God. That looks pretty... That Yeah, that looks like a fun time. Like, I, like I
1: think it. it's silly enough to be fun.
0: Like, it yeah, doesn't take yeah. itself
1: seriously at all. Definitely. And the fact that there is Brad Pitt in it. in, <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And also, like, I, li- I love Channing Tatum. I- and I just had a thought, actually. Sandra Bullock, I think, is the only actress that always has, uh, like... A lot of the times now, her, her, her male, in, like the, her love interest, is younger yeah. than her. That's true. Which is interesting because <clears throat> usually, like, they get, you know, a much younger person, but she's so, like, established and everything that I don't know, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, she's amazing. So, yeah. She, yeah.
1: she can do whatever she wants. What, what do you think? She literally
0: anything she wants. It, it looks, I love a good adventure movie. Um, I even like, despite my distaste for Dwayne Johnson and Jack Whitehall, I enjoyed Jungle Cruise this year. <laughs> so an adventure movie featuring two actors that I actually really like. It, yeah, good. Go. Yeah, let's do it. Please. I'm all for it. I think it's inspired by a movie I've never seen, which I probably should watch called Romancing the Stone. Have you se- you've yeah, seen it? Yeah, I have. have you se- yeah,
1: I've seen it. It's yeah. that with um, Kathleen um, Turner
0: and Michael and Douglas.
1: Michael Douglas, yeah. Okay, Uh, should we do
0: some some of our lists? Yeah. Yes, good. It's the best of 2021, the best of 2021. Oh, it was a year, a crazy year. So much happened. Movies, films, they're the same thing. Albums, songs, you find songs on albums. Oh, yeah, what a year, what a year was 2021. Oh, yeah, what a year. There were also video games. Oh, and TV as well. Thank you.
1: I didn't yes. put mine as a top. Maybe a, like a, a, I'll tell you, like the bottom and the top. I didn't put them in numbers. It was too hard.
0: That's absolutely fine. So, do you want to start?
1: Yes. Shall we start cool. with so, films? Yeah okay uh so uh two four six eight ten yeah i do have a top 10 so this year 2021 has been a great year for uh, marvel movies and so i have three marvel movies and probably the only marvel movies they released this year or maybe they released more but i'm not really sure
0: they released four marvel movies this year
1: and i've got three of them on here which one is the fourth one
0: Well, I don't know what three you've got on there, but maybe Black Widow, probably. So uh,
1: my top Marvel films, I'm going to put them together. Um, So uh, in last position is uh, Shang-Chi. Loved, 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 loved Shang-Chi. But it's not as good as Eternals. And Eternals is not as freaking amazing as Spider-Man No Way Home. But Alex,
0: I distinctly remember you saying that you didn't like Spider-Man movies.
1: Well, basically, I I completely changed my mind. Uh, I <laughs> I love Spider-Man now. Uh, so <laughs> Well, so I didn't I didn't really like Homecoming. So I watched no, the I, friend, know. I've, I been watched... I've
0: been very frustrated at you about that before. So
1: I watched the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And I liked them, but then when the Marvel movies came out, well, when, like, the Marvel universe started forming, I realized that they weren't as good. But And then I never watched the Andrew Garfield no. ones. Just a moment. Just a moment. Then, after, after years of, like, putting Spider-Man off, and then I watched Homecoming, which I didn't particularly like, but then this was coming out, and people were going crazy about it, and I decided not to read oh. anything, and then I decided to also watch... Long way home, which I absolutely loved, i loved far loved, far loved.
0: from far from home,
1: oh yeah, far from home, far from home, so I absolutely loved far from home. It was so good, it was like two hours just like flew by. I had a great time. Jake Gyllenhaal is an incredible villain, uh, it's just so many little plot twists, and who was that? I love the fact that you know whats which is reality. And so then I got really excited about this one, which I went to see before you saw it. And I was so excited. Yeah. And I watched <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. And I haven't had an experience at the cinema like that forever. Like when the... I'm not going to spoil it because I think everybody should watch this film, but when certain things happen, or should we spoil it? I don't know.
0: No, 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 we That's can't spoil, spoil it because this episode's coming out too close to the film okay. release.
1: So when certain things happen, <clears throat> literally the cinema roared and clapped and laughed and cried. Like there was such a incredible vibe in the cinema. And yeah. And although I hadn't, you know, although I haven't had the maybe the, the love for Spider-Man that other people have had, I felt the emotion of like certain things happening and it was so good. And two and a half hours just basically like flew by and it was beautiful and oh, I loved it. So I eat my words. I can change my <laughs> mind sometimes. Uh, I definitely don't like Homecoming. But I. It's interesting
0: because feel... most people would say Homecoming is better than Far from Home.
1: No, I don't that's, know. That's
0: generally the perception. Mm. I actually I prefer Far from Home as well. I love I just love Jake Gyllenhaal so much that that movie does a lot for me.
1: But I feel also Tom Holland, camps into himself as Spider Man and Peter Parker in Far from Home. I feel I don't in my opinion and then Ned no, 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 I think Ned is really funny in Far From Home. Zendaya is really like I love Zendaya in Far From Home. So I think yeah. I think there's there's the the characters around Peter become better as well. So I think the film becomes better.
0: No, that's fair. And and MJ and Ned are so good in um No Way Home as well.
1: Oh my god no way home I cried I laughed I clapped I uh, it was did, pff, what a film what did a you film. Uh,
0: like without spoiling it there's a there's a lot of moments in the in the in the film that were pretty well hidden or not so well hidden etc like what did you how much like in terms of re- returning characters from older things what did you know was probably going to happen and what was like a complete surprise again or was anything a complete surprise um, without spoiling it? Which is a difficult so thing to do. So the
1: villains were not a surprise.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the rest was totally... Because, you know, I don't read anything about anything.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: I had no clue. Yeah. And then when one thing happens, Ned does something and then something happens. I was like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> I, and then when they do it again and something else happens, I was like, what? How? I was so excited, and yeah. I like the relationship between certain characters. Um, oh, ah, yeah, we have to talk good. about it again in January when everybody has watched it because it's so maybe when everyone's
0: much, watched it, we should do a special on it because I have a lot of thoughts.
1: It's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun, and um, they kept it really well sealed up. Like I know, I I knew there was some kind of the thing is that I, there were some rumors, but I totally did not believe those rumors because things so i was i was totally surprised yeah and i think yeah, they yeah, did yeah. really well are keeping everything bottled up but yeah that was really good um
0: what um what about uh early on oh there's early on before any of the multiverse stuff starts happening yeah. there's a surprise moment like very early on regarding when Peter's trying to get out of his legal problems. Did you? Yeah. What did you think of that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a character that you might wouldn't necessarily have expected to see.
1: Oh, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, that did was like the first. That? that was the first. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that was the first okay. one. Um, okay. So, for someone
0: who hasn't seen it, that's probably already saying too much. So we shouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gertie
1: Um... Yeah, but oh, oh it's just so but good. You, um, yeah, and you should, so, you
0: should give the Toby Maguire movies another go because I watched them in the past couple of weeks, and I think they're like still the yeah. first two are better than most of the Marvel movies that we get now. Okay, like okay. William Defoe in that first movie and Alfred Molina in that second movie are so incredible as villains. Um, William
1: Defoe is he's a spectacular actor. Like he, and
0: he's so good in No Way Home. He's so perfect.
1: Good, and I feel like he gave much more. Like I was at one point, I was like, "This is the William Defoe I want. I don't want like I know we talked about the Lighthouse before, but this is good good acting for me from William Defoe. I thought that was so spectacular. I don't know. He's so good."
0: Yeah yeah. And and apparently he, he like he's like 67 and he insisted on doing as much of the practical stunt stuff as he could on his by himself which is and amazing. And you could
1: see he loved every single oh, every single moment in it. But what I loved about this film, I feel there was so much love behind this film. Yeah like yeah yeah. Like love and collabor I don't know. There was so much I think people that acted in this film were so happy to be in it in a way. You could feel it yeah and it was lovely it was really lovely and and then it made it kind of made all match. it made sense and people that write these marvel movies are they have got crazy minds because in a way now i want to watch i'm going to go back uh, and that's what i thought i want to go back and watch the older movies and i would like to watch i would like to give you know maybe all the spider-mans more of a
0: yeah, I'd be interested in what you make of the Andrew Garfield ones. I think they were very criticised when they came out. And I rewatched them recently and I think they're better than... Yeah. And he is amazing in them. He's such a good Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. It's a pity mm. he only got those two films um, only two. to show himself. Only two?
1: It was an Earth trilogy.
0: No, it was just two, and then the second one was such a sort of bomb that they didn't make anymore. Oh, which and that, and it was very quickly after that that they were like, Tom Holland's here, everyone. Look at Tom Holland, forget about Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it felt it really felt like Andrew Garfield got sort of shoved to the side. Um, which is a pity because he's a great actor, he's better than the movies he's in, but the movies he's in, and that second one has got a lot of interesting, strange ideas in it. Like, there's a bit where Electro is bouncing around all these uh, pylons in a power station to the tune of Itsy Bitsy Spider. Like, it's such a weird... (laughs) It's such a weird movie. It's got such an odd sense to it that you wouldn't get in an MCU movie. Like, the MCU movies, as much as I love them, are very, like... They don't have much of their own voice quite often. They're very, like, part of the machine. Mm. Whereas The Amazing Spider-Man 2 feels like it's just sort of this odd, rubbery, mad thing (laughs) that doesn't completely work, but... Mm. I appreciate um, the sort of swings it takes, but yeah. Anyway, um, Spider Man: No Way Home is a good, is a good, good, good pick. Yeah, good so pick for your list.
1: great year for uh, Marvel movies, and I, I absolutely loved Eternals. I could watch it again. I'm gonna watch it again. I don't know why they got so much bad press, bad, bad reviews, because it's so good. Like, oh, I loved Eternals. I loved the characters in them. It was great, and Shang Chi is amazing. So good. And Aquafina is definitely if we do another top ten actors, she's gonna be there.
0: <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah, Aquafina's so great in everything I've seen her in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And in Shang-Chi, she kind of brings like the comedy side, but also I don't know. She's amazing. Uh and and then uh, so that's a three, and then I'm just in no particular order. Uh in my on my top, I've got uh, um June. Of course, we talked about it. Yep. I absolutely yep. loved that film, uh, and then Pig. Again, we've talked about it. Incredible, incredible film. Then the French Dispatch, a uh, new Wes Anderson film, which I absolutely adored. I went to see. I went to see it at the cinema twice because the nice. first time I was so because this film is quite a lot, isn't it? And so the first time I was so like distracted in trying to understand what was going on. And then the second time I relaxed and I just enjoyed the experience and it was beautiful. Like the second time was so much fun. Even the, like the film is kind of divided in parts and the the last part is a bit, you know, the first time you watch it, you kind of have to understand what's going on. And then the second time, it was just so much fun to watch because it's so silly. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Summer of Soul, uh, the Quest Love film about the yep. festival, beautiful film, really loved it. Uh, White Tiger which I recommend oh, watching. Yes. Um really great film um is on Netflix if anybody wants to watch It's an incredible film. Uh animation. I really liked uh Luca um and uh and Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh the film with um what's his name?
0: Uh Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, yeah, Daniel
1: Kaluuya and uh, like Keith Stanfield. Um but yeah, so that's my top films of the year. I think they're great. And um, you know, I can't I cannot tell which one was my favourite. I, I got really excited as Spider Man. And also it was the first day they came out, so I think that was very good. But I think it's been it's been yeah. a good year in films. It was a hard list yeah. to make. How yeah, about you? Definitely.
0: Uh, Similar uh, feelings in terms of it being a really good year for movies. I mean, I've seen a lot of films this year and whittling it down to a top ten was tricky. And tomorrow it could look very different, but today... (laughs) um... Why tomorrow?
1: What are you going to watch today?
0: No, no, I mean in terms of like tomorrow I might look at the list again and think, oh, no, this should have been on there. Like The Mitchells versus The Machines that I watched really early on in the year
1: oh, that I'd have so thought good.
0: would have been in my top ten. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great film. I really yeah. love it. But there's so many good movies this year that it's, uh, it's not – what is in my top ten, though, and I have done it sort of ranked, uh, is uh, number ten I've got In the Earth. This year's Ben Wheatley folk horror movie oh, yeah. um, with Reese Shearsmith. Uh, absolutely. I just love that film. And I caught COVID uh, probably while I was watching it, which is um, <laughs> makes it even more memorable. <laughs> um, be, be, look after yourselves, everyone. Um, number nine is this year's nos- most nostalgic film, despite Spider-Man No Way Home doing such a big effort to take that crown in Ghostbusters Afterlife.
1: Oh, I, really, I need to watch that. Is it good?
0: Yeah, it's it's very... I really liked it. It's a um, film. It's not... Uh, no, I mean, I loved it. I, I think I gave it five stars. I really liked it. But a lot of people didn't like it. And it had this weird thing where it got a lot of, like, five-star, four-star reviews. And then places like The Guardian gave it one star and was just like, oh, it's just a nostalgia fest. And it does sort of boil down to kind of taking the story of the original Ghostbusters movie, mm. doing it again but infusing it with a Stranger Things oh. sensibility. Oh,
1: sounds nice. It's got a very Stranger
0: Things vibe to it, mm. not just in the fact that um, it's got Finn Wolfhard in it, who is in um, Stranger Things, who's, who uh, isn't in it as much as you'd expect, actually, but um, McKenna Grace playing uh, Egon Spengler's granddaughter is the, is the standout star of the movie. She's so, so good in it. And uh, Paul Rudd is very funny in it. And mm. I just, I really loved it. I, I, I um... I I think the very final fifteen minutes threatened to buckle under the weight of all the sudden callbacks that they decide to make, but
1: oh, okay. it
0: works. It, mm. it it worked for me. It it won't work for everyone. Uh, in at number eight is my favorite. Um, it's surprising this in at number uh, number eight because I'm such a big horror nerd. But my favorite horror movie of the year comes in at number eight on my top ten films list, and it is James Wan's Malignant. Oh. Yeah, which you remember, I showed you the trailer for, and yeah. you said it looked flat.
1: <laughs> I do, I, do, I do say that,
0: <laughs> um, which is fine. Uh, it's um, so much more than what it looked like in that trailer and uh, people still won't have seen it. So I'm not going to spoil it, but it's got, it's got a twist that had me laughing harder than I've laughed at anything in the cinema this year. I think it's got one particular shot. And if you've seen the movie, you'll know which bit I mean, where it reveals what's been going on the whole time. And when you realize what's been going on the whole time, the only response you can have is to just lose your mind because it's such an audacious idea. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Malignant. It's just, it's just one of the strangest movies to get a big release this year. Uh, from you know, from from a director who's who's making the Aquaman sequel that's coming out next year, and uh, yeah, I I loved the Malignant. It was great. In at number seven is a film that I hope gets a lot of discussion as the Oscars start to come around because its lead actor needs to win the Best Actor Oscar, and it is uh the Will Smith starring King Richard, oh, yeah. um the biopic of Richard Williams, um who raised the the uh the Venus and Serena Williams to become the greatest tennis players of all time. Um, I don't like tennis, and <laughs> I found what I knew of the king of the Richard Williams story made me think that he was kind of a terrible man because I didn't like the sound. I you know the idea that he kind of raised his children into being these tennis superstars. Um, it almost sounds abusive to a certain degree uh, mm. in terms of like, did they have any agency of what they did in their life? But they produced the movie, so they clearly love him for what he did to. What he what he devoted his life to doing, which is which is making them successful. And yeah. when you watch the movie, I guess you can kind of see the world that he lived in, the world he came from. He wanted to give his children a better life than what he'd grown up with, and if that required the kind of in in just mad dedication that he gave, maybe that was maybe that was worth it. But it's a complex thing where I can't say that I totally agree that it was. And it's, it's a world that's so far outside my own world that I don't know if mm. I'm not even qualified to say. But in terms of a film and, and, a, and a story, it's, it's amazing. And I never imagined that a tennis film would be ranked above any horror movie in my top 10 of the year. But it's such a good film. And, and Will Smith, is every scene he's in, he's amazing. I mean, he's, he's been a world-famous actor for years, but he's never had too much yeah. respect as an actor. And I really no. think he deserves um, mm. r- big recognition for this film. It's great. And you should watch it.
1: I will. It Good. hasn't come out here, um, so there's only like a, a bunch of <coughs> movies that I can watch when they come out, and yeah, it hasn't. If it gets, been if it gets
0: Oscar here. buzz, I bet it'll it'll come out. If it gets Oscar stuff, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, but hopefully like for example,
1: chance. in the cinema that one of the cinemas that I go to to watch um, uh, original language films, they they've had the French Dispatch for two months now. <laughs> Like, crazy. That's
0: That makes it easier for you to watch The French Dispatch than for me, which is interesting. Uh,
1: but, yeah. Because
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I had to travel, not that far, but, like, it wasn't showing in the cinema I normally go to. I had to go to a different cinema and stuff to see The French Dispatch. Mm. But, anyway, uh, in at number six, I've got um, the ode to uh, responsible drinking Another Round, the Mass Mickelson oh, yeah, uh, movie, mm. it, which, again, just... Um, it's it's a movie about a group of friends who decide to uh, test out a hypothesis that living your life constantly with um, a bit of alcohol in your in your bloodstream can improve your life, improve how you do, and improve your performance. And um, it doesn't shy away from showing the negative effects that that could have on somebody. And also, but it also doesn't shy away from the fact that there's a reason that alcohol is such a big part of society, and that it you know it is a lubricant to social harmony and also social mm. discord it's a it's a it's a complex issue and it's a film that treats it with the with the complexity it deserves and it's um it's great and it's got in terms of my favorite final shots final scenes of the year mm. uh, another round is in at number one there's a scene at the end of this film that had me uh, almost floating in 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 how amazed i was at what was going on so yeah that's great um in my top five is a very new entry in the list a film that only just came out West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's oh, yes. remake of a film that I've never seen, um, a musical that I've never heard before. I went to see this film simply because it was the new Steven Spielberg movie and I knew it had gotten good reviews. And um, I, for the first 20 minutes, I was a bit like, I'm not going to enjoy this. I don't like these songs very much. And uh, this is a bit rubbish. And then I, by the end, I'd cried about four times. And <laughs> I, it was, it absolutely tore me apart. This, this movie is so 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 good and um it's flopped it's been a huge failure uh which is such a disappointment yeah musicals this is not the year of musicals Uh, in the heights dear evan hansen west side story they've all really massively underperformed but um please go and see it get yourself out there to watch it it's such a great classic film like steven spielberg can I mean there's a reason he's there's a reason that if you say Spielberg there's only one person anyone thinks of like he is the absolute master. Uh, in at number 4 is a movie we've talked about a lot go and listen to our special on it if you would like to hear more uh, the Nicolas Cage film Pig.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, such a such a yeah, great film. Uh, in at number 3 um a movie that was my number one until very recently uh No Time to Die, this year's James Bond movie mm-hmm. Daniel Craig's last turn at at the bat and a film that I adore and love and is great and you should watch it. In at number two is a film, again, that we've talked about very recently on the podcast, so go and listen to our our episode on it if you'd like to hear more. Dune, Timothee Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac and all the actors you love um, running around in the desert uh, and just being great. So, yeah, Dune is just phenomenal. Love it. And in at number one, uh, there could be be an element of recency bias to this because... you know, maybe if I watch it again or maybe in a year I won't like it as much, but I I don't think that's true. It absolutely destroyed me and made me I'd love everything That I, I just isn't is is Spider-Man No Way Home is my number one film of the year. Um and it's crazy. I I love Spider-Man more than you. Uh you know, in the past I've you know, I I, I went to see Toby Maguire's first Spider-Man movie in 2002 – um at a cinema in uh, didsbury near where i live uh, in Manchester and then a couple of days ago I went to the exact same cinema to watch oh. um the new spider man movie that had the same villain in it played by the same actor willem Defoe and it was felt like such a full circle moment that really in in a really nerdy pathetic way that people would think <laughs> i'm a i'm an idiot for really kind of got to me um and then you know i in the in the run in the run up to seeing it I rewatched all seven live action spider-man movies so the three Tobey Maguire ones the 200 Garfield ones and the two Tom Holland ones leading up to this and going into it with all of that so close and recent in my mind just made so many moments in this one compl- just destroy me and like similar to your audience there were so many moments in this film that made the audience absolutely mm. um lose their minds and start cheering and clapping and crying and it was just it was the best experience I've had in the cinema uh since we all saw the mist together in Japan, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think um, that
1: was a yeah, very <laughs> Yeah, very similar experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. And which it cause I saw I saw Avengers Endgame in the cinema and at the end of that film all of the audience cheered and clapped. But it it didn't feel it was more of a sort of like with Avengers Endgame it was great. But you expected there to be amazing things in it and I don't think there was anything quite as surprising as some of the moments no. in No Way Home. No Way Home was Oh. amazing there's one and I can't talk about it because it's a spoiler but there's one particular moment in No Way Home that I keep thinking about it's like three or four days now since I saw the movie <laughs> and I still get emotional when I think about it which is <gasps> pathetic but very true so yeah Spider-Man what No moment
1: Way What moment
0: is, is it? Is, I- I'll cut it out It's the it's where But you have to cut all of this out. Please make sure you cut it out because people will be furious. So so that is our top um, uh, films of the year. Let's go to, what do you want to do next? Albums Uh, or TV shows? Shall we
1: do TV shows?
0: Yeah, let's do TV shows. So do you want to start? Do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, it's been another awesome, uh, it's been a good year all through, like it's been amazing uh, films and TV shows and music. It's been great. Uh, So um, like uh, I haven't done a top 10, but I've got 10 well, I'm I'm not putting any number because That's you know, okay. It's Christmas. We have our now? own
0: ways of doing things.
1: Okay, so um so I'm gonna go I'm gonna start from uh Wonder Vision. Wonder Vision, great uh series this year. It started brilliantly. Maybe the ending is not as good as it started, but I thought it was a really good concept. Uh, yeah. about um Scarlet Witch and uh Vision. A uh, really good Disney Plus series, uh, and then uh, Feel Good, uh, the May Marvin uh, TV series on Netflix. Uh, season mm-hmm. two, I thought it was great. Uh, it kind of um, focused more on uh, PTSD and mental health and how she dealt with how May dealt with things in. Uh, why May was like May because of, like, things that happened in her past and how we don't yeah. really consider those. So I think Feel Good Season 2 is great. Did you watch it in the end?
0: No, I haven't watched it. I, I think I will... I really like Charlotte Ritchie, so I I will...
1: Yeah, I get think, to it.
0: There's just so much.
1: <laughs> I know there's so much. There's so much. Uh, yeah. And also another season t- two, uh, never have I ever, I have spoken about it, this coming of age kind of, uh, high school, um, TV series, uh, season two is, uh, really great because it tackles a lot of like, um, things that maybe, uh, confuse, uh, kids and teenagers uh, in, uh, in general. And um, you, you haven't watched that, but I have, I have um, recommended it. Uh, yeah. Yes, and then two Japanese series. Uh, one is uh, The Naked Director, season two, about, oh, yeah. <laughs> about a famous Japanese porn director. Um, great season, uh, really fun. It kind of uh, is like the rise and fall of one of the biggest porn directors in Japan. Um really fun series, also on Netflix, and I think is great. And Attack on a uh, anime, Attack on Titan, season four, part one. We're still waiting for part two, but you know, we've spoken about Attack on Titan before, a great yeah, anime, and we we'll have been waiting for years for the for it to end. And I thought it was gonna end with this, but is a great start to the end of uh, Attack on Titan it kind of starts explaining more what are the Titans, who are the Titans, why are the Titans. It's crazy. Uh, and I think, George, if you need, you should start watching again because... I know
0: what I mean. I'm going to have to watch it from the start again. Yeah, it's a absolutely. commitment. So I'll, I will get there. I will get yeah, there. Yeah,
1: because uh, the fourth season... The world expands, and it just becomes this crazy roller coaster that you didn't you can't even imagine Oh, uh, it's beautiful. uh but I wanted to finish because I really want to know what what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then three series that we have talked about before, and so uh Kevin Kneff himself, great season, series this year, um, it. like a sitcom slash. Drama, TV series, all in one. Fantastic. Yeah. Really, yeah. really innovative way of uh, doing a TV program. It's been very Possibly. good this year with innovation, like Division, Really innovative way to like make a series. Uh, you would yeah. think when you were talking about Kevin Canef himself, I thought that was on that line, but then it's totally different oh yeah, it's so good yeah. um and then uh the white lotus great season Absolutely. uh we did a special on it i could talk yeah. about it i still think about it i still love it oh it's just amazing and for me the season of the year is sex education season three I I loved every single moment of that season. It's beautiful, well-written, well-acted. It's great. And we've talked about about it before. It's so good, Sex Education. And season three even got better. Like, it's amazing how a season, a series can get better and better and better. And they did it. It got weirder, better. And I loved it. So, yeah. Great great year for tv shows
0: yeah it was a great year for tv shows because i loved that third season of sex education but it's not in my top 10 i've just realized (laughs) uh which is something um okay okay so my top 10 are you ready yeah okay as usual i've ranked it because i'm i'm sort of obsessive in that way so uh (laughs) in in my number 10 is one you've just mentioned the marvel show wandavision Mm. Um, is is only at number ten because I adored the first two thirds of this, and then when it became when it sort of put its cards on the table and said, right, we have to become a Marvel thing now. I it's I it lost me a little bit because I wanted it to be weird and strange yeah. all the way up to the end, and I get why it wasn't, and I and you know, I I think some people probably preferred it at the point that I stopped liking it as much, but mm. it is great. Um, Elizabeth Olsen does some of the some of the best work of, of that we've seen this year from any actor in it, and um, yeah, it's a good show. In at number nine is a, is a show that I've not seen all of yet because it's currently on and is still will run into the new year. But I've enjoyed what I've seen of it so much that I've put it in at number nine. Um, a show called Yellow Jackets. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. So it's an American uh, drama. Like each episode's fifty minutes long or so. It's about a, it's set in the, part of it is set in the nineties about a American girls soccer team in high school. They get into the national finals and while they are traveling to the finals, the plane they're on crashes in, I think the Canadian wilderness and they are trapped there for 19 months. And it's about their attempts to survive in a sort of gender flipped Lord of the Flies is how people have sort of, um, you know, the, the, the kind of selling catchphrase for it. And then the other half of the show is set in present day and is following the survivors, the women who survived, as they kind of reckon with what they did in the woods in the 90s that nobody yet knows about. And those adult characters are played by some beloved actors. Uh, Two of them who lead it are um, Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Love that. Where, 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 Where do you watch it?
0: So I'm currently watching it on Now TV, which is the Sky streaming service we have. So whatever you stream, Sky oh. things on my. Uh, okay, I'm gonna check it
1: might out. Might have
0: it. Be forewarned, it's not really horror, but it's 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 got a mean, cruel, nasty streak running through it, and there is a, there is a scene of violence um, in the very first episode that almost had me in tears. It's so upsetting to watch something happen it's just like a sporting accident um it's not like a stabbing or anything but it's mm. it's really brutal it's directed by the pilot was directed by karen Kasama, who made uh, the invitation a movie that we disagree strongly on um uh, but yeah i yeah. think you'd enjoy it i think you should check it out but it's got it's definitely got moments that will make you c- cringe um okay. but it's it's really really good uh, in at number eight is a, is a show that i would not have imagined would be in my top 10 and certainly wouldn't have imagined i'd end up thinking it was better than one division um and it hasn't all been on yet because the finale is on next wednesday but it has absolutely just blown me away at how good it is and how much i like it considering my distaste for the character generally is hawkeye
1: oh is it good the,
0: the Hawkeye show is amazing. It's set. At, it's set at Christmas. It's like an action comedy series, and it's just brilliant. And it introduces um, Kate Bishop, who is the the another character in the comics that is takes on the mantle of Hawkeye and is a young woman as opposed to uh, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, who's a who's a sort of middle aged man. Um, and Kate Bishop is played by Haile Steinfeld, yeah, who you know from I saw True that. Grit. Yeah, and yeah. And she's she's the star of she's really the star of Hawkeye. There's whole like twenty minute half an hour sequences in Hawkeye that don't have Jeremy Renner in them, um, and follow Kate Bishop, follow Haile Steinfeld, and she is brilliant in it. And if they're going to bring her into the sort of Marvel world in a bigger way and have her be part of the next whatever the Avengers is, I can't wait for it because she's she's just fantastic. And Jeremy Renner, to be fair to him, is brilliant in it as well. You know, Hawkeye never really worked for me in the Avengers because you've got, like, the Hulk and Thor and all these magic Mm. people and it's a bit like, why is a guy with a bone arrow? Like, what's he doing? (laughs) And it's Jamie Renner who's a bit of a – I'm not really a big fan of. But on his own, on this smaller scale story, he's kind of incredible and they really do a lot to sort of show the toll that being amongst these super people – physically has had on um Clint Barton over the years like he's Mm. he's a sort of slightly broken physically broken man uh, at the point he is in um in uh in Hawkeye and then you've got as well uh Florence Pugh's Yelena from Black Widow turns up in Hawkeye, um, and wow. the, the most recent episode I've seen of Hawkeye, she has an amazing scene with Haile Steinfeld, which is one of the best scenes in anything all year, oh. and um, it's just amazing. And then the fifth episode, which is the most recent episode, ended with a pretty amazing cliffhanger moment that people kind of guessed was coming, but to see it confirmed is pretty good, <gasps> almost okay. in a Spider-Man almost in a Spider Man, No Way Home way of being like, oh, my God, they're bringing that back. Um, <gasps> it's okay. pretty good stuff so you should check out Hawkeye Alex is is so much better than I ever imagined it would be Vera Farmiga who is um, in the Conjuring movies and loads of other things Vera Farmiga Mm. who's an amazing actress plays uh, Kate Bishop's mother in this it's it's just so good it's just so so good so yeah Hawkeye now number seven is my favorite Marvel show of the year Loki which again character I don't really like Mm. TV show was a blast really really loved it
1: I kept falling asleep he, well, like I watched the first episode three times and every time I fell asleep, like I, I don't know what it is. It's got this soporific, it's very nice because, you know, I don't, I, I don't usually fall asleep very easily, but every time I put Loki on, it's like, ugh, so I haven't been able to watch it. I might, I might give well, it a go this Christmas.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand it because I don't think it's, well, it's one of each time, own, but I found it really fun and exciting and funny and Owen Wilson, does such good work. It's so great to see Aaron Wilson in a, in like a Marvel thing, and he's really good in it. And then mm. the last, like the way that like everything that's happening now in the Marvel universe, the multiverse stuff, all sprung from what happens at the end of the okay. the first season Someone of Loki. So. You definitely should. It's so good. And, like, again, I don't like – well, actually, I don't mind Tom Hiddleston, but Loki is a character I've always been a bit bored of because it's very much like you'll turn up in a movie, he'll be like, no, I'm good now. I'm going to help you. And then he'll be like, ha, not really. I'm going to be annoying. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, we get it. But then in, in the Loki show, he does good work, man. He's he's good in it. He's funny. He's interesting. You've got various different people popping up. Weird stuff happens. Richard e. Grant's in there for a bit. It's great. Really great. So yeah, that's in at number seven. In at number six of my favourite TV shows of the year. Uh what will probably be, once all the dust has settled, the defining pop culture event of twenty twenty one, Squid Game?
1: I I still haven't been able to finish it.
0: <laughs> How come?
1: Uh I'm it just uh, i I watched an episode. Uh I watched an episode with the with the when they play um the the um, the balls, what they're called in
0: Marbles. Hmm?
1: Marbles. Marbles. play Marbles. Yeah. And I texted you and I was like, I am broken. <laughs> yeah. And then I managed to watch the next episode. And I was, and I was like, I just, I just, like, I'm just, it, it, I find it so hard. It's incredible. I just yeah. find it really hard to watch. That's why I didn't put it. It's kind of like my honourable mention. Because it's amazing, but also heartbreaking. Like heartbreaking. The Marble yeah. episode broke my heart.
0: Yeah. You should finish it, though, because there's some I will. stuff I will, in I the will. final couple of episodes that, you'll, that we'll, you'll, you will will you'll that you should watch. Uh, but it's good, man. Squid Game's great. Everyone's watched it at this point, or watched as much of it as they can bear. And, um, you know, it's Squid Game. It's, so it's, it's great. And I think they're going to make a second season of it that's probably going to be not very good, because it doesn't really lend itself naturally to having a second season. But never mind. They're going to do never it know. anyway. It
1: might be completely different.
0: Could be in at number five The White Lotus which you've talked about which is is great we love it in at number four another one you've talked about Kevin Can F himself Uh, I I, I loved it I loved it like I love sitcoms I love comedy I love deconstructing Mm. that thing like Kevin Can F himself was designed for me um, so I, I i liked it uh, in at number three uh, of course is the second season of i think you should leave uh, one of my favorite comedies <laughs> ever and that just any single 30 second moment from it will make me laugh so it's it's on there um in at number two something that i didn't want to watch had no interest in watching watched an hour of and was bored by and then by the end Some of my favourite things I've ever seen ever, and I think like a culturally and historically important, significant piece of work that anyone with a passing interest in music should watch, is Peter Jackson's epically long eight-hour documentary on the Beatles, Get Back. Mm. Um, This, like, I have grown up telling people and saying forever that my favourite Beatle was George Harrison. I like the songs he wrote for the Beatles the best. And then I watched Get Back, and now I'm a Paul McCartney fan. I adore Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul what? McCartney is a man who, over the years, has morphed into something that a lot of people in the UK find quite irritating. <laughs> but he is the coolest man in the room in Get yeah. Back. He is incredible in this series, and he there's a moment in it where you see him write the song Get Back from out of no, like it just appears out of out of nowhere, and it's 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 goosebumps watching him do that, and then it all builds to the famous rooftop concert, uh, the last time they ever performed together as a group in public, and you see it in full, the full like 45-minute-long concert. You see the whole thing. They set it up to have cameras on the roofs uh, with them, down on the street in the reception area, and you see it all play out. You see the people on the street getting annoyed or excited by the fact it's happening. You see the police turn up and battle to get up to the top of the roof and shut it down, and it's just one of the most... Amazing things ever, and like people have seen that footage before, but seeing it after watching the seven hours of footage following them in the days leading up to them making that decision to play on the roof and all everything they did, and it just kind of makes it transcendental. It's such an amazing thing that uh, Peter Jackson's done, and I loved it. I loved Get Back. I think it's I think it's one of uh-huh. the best things I've seen this year. But still. Pales in comparison to my number one TV event of the year that has I can't wait to watch it again. Um, Mike Flanagan's Netflix show Midnight Mass.
1: Ah oh, yeah, I need to watch that.
0: It is without question my favourite TV show of the year. I absolutely fell in love with I love I love Mike Flanagan. Like he's made he made The Haunting of Hill House, he did mm. Doctor Sleep. Gerald's game I, i've everything he's turned his hand to pretty much I've really enjoyed, but this is unlike anything i've seen him do before and it's just so knotty and wordy and different and even what it the nature of what it ends up being about i don't want to talk about because it's such a fun thing to see it all play out um, and it's sort of a bit slow it takes a little bit of time to get going, but the fifth episode ends in a way that almost one of them incredible. And then you've got the last couple of episodes are the two best episodes of TV I've seen this year with some of the greatest moments, acting, everything. And um, I need to get it up because there's a character in the... The setup of Midnight Mass is it's set on this small island community. Uh, A character called Riley um, comes home after spending some time in prison for a drunk driving offence. And they're a very religious small community. And at the same time as Riley turning up, a new priest, Father Paul, arrives on the island because the island's usual priest um, has gone on a a, uh, a journey and has become ill on his way back. So they've been sent to Father Paul while the older priest recovers. And Father Paul is played by Hamish Linklater, an actor I've never seen in anything before. And even even more than Will Smith, his performance of Father Paul in The Midnight Mass is the wow. best performance I've seen in anything this year. He is incredible in Midnight mm. Mass and there are scenes that are like five, 10, 50 minutes long of him giving sermons in church and you cannot look away from him mm. because he is so charismatic. And I, it's, I just, argh! it's the best. <laughs> Sounds it's amazing. The best.
1: It's so, um, so is good. It quite, is it quite scary? Or No,
0: is it? It, like, and I'm not saying that in the way that sometimes I'd be like, no, it's not that scary, Alex. You should watch it. Like, <laughs> it's got some violent moments. Yeah. But I don't think it's I don't think it's scary at all.
1: Okay.
0: Genuinely, I don't think it's scary. Okay. It's got violent moments. It's got moments that will be upsetting to you because you care about the characters, and and bad things happen to them. Like bad things happen to people in Midnight Mass, but it doesn't. It's not scary. I don't think. At that's all. why.
1: I don't, I, that's why Squid Game breaks me because bad things happen to the people I like, and it's like I don't want.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, but midnight Midnight Mass, you've got to, You've got to watch it. I okay. I think it's the I think it's the most one of the best things I've seen this year. And I it's and I actually the first two or three episodes, I was like, this is fine. And then by the end, yeah, so so good. I loved Midnight Mass. If you do watch it, we should do a special on it because I want to talk about it forever. I want, I, I just want to talk and talk <laughs> and talk about Midnight Mass. Okay. Right, let's talk about music.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah, al- yeah. what
0: albums have moved you this year, Alex?
1: Uh, what? Albums have moved me uh so um so um I really I know you didn't particularly like this album, but I really enjoyed listening to it, and i uh I really loved uh lord's album solar power I yeah. thought it was really good, and uh I really enjoyed it, and so it's good and then um I've put uh ola garland's woman on the internet i've spoken about oh, yeah. it uh, in, the, in the show before i think it's a great album uh really personal and uh a great uh insight into this artist one um, of our
0: one of our listeners emma listens to that album because of your recommendation and she absolutely adores it so well oh, done fantastic on. Yeah. Go Emma.
1: Yes, cuz it's a good album. It's really great. And then um I think this is more uh, I'm I've just realized I've got a lot of female artists. Good. Yes. Uh, And then um, Arlo Park's debut studio album, uh, Collapsed in Sunbeams, great, great album. Uh, It was released uh, in January. And if you haven't listened to it, please listen to it. It is so, so, so good. Um, And then I think another uh, debut studio album... Uh yeah another debut studio album uh by uh, Joy Crooks uh called Skin R- amazing uh amazing album um mm-hmm. and then um Marina former Marina and the Diamonds uh, released Ancient Dreams in a Modern Land this year and uh is uh for me a great album to uh, listen to and then uh, Little Sims, sometimes I might be an introvert. I listened to it again this week and it's so good. And I, it's weird how like, it's an album that I, I listened to it loads and then I listened to it again now and it's just changed somehow. It's a, it's, it's a great album. Uh, I really like it. And then um, Crawler by Idols. Uh, i think that a great uh um release this year uh yes, we did a is. special uh last week on it and yes, we did. Um, uh i think it really uh, listening to listening to the um special again i think it re- that album kind of really touched us in a way um mm-hmm. yeah. and then uh at the top i've got uh billie eilish happier than ever Really, really like that album, and I mm. think, uh, it's uh, she did a great uh. I don't know. It's just a great album, and um, I realized how young her and Phineas are, and they, and I know, and I'm I'm amazed in awe that these two young brother and sister are just creating this incredible music. Um, yeah,
0: I agree. Um, and
1: so, because sometimes you know, um, I I w- I might have, uh h- um judged Phineas a little bit harshly on his own music, um, other sometimes no, that's I fine. listen to it, but he's also a young, <clears throat> he's a he's also like a very young artist finding his feet and he's great uh and then at um top of my list uh is uh album is the album released by dave we're all alone in this together love 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 this album uh and so yeah and this is my my 10 albums of the year
0: strong strong list i like it it was very Uh, hard though
1: because I think this year was also a very good year in music.
0: Yeah, I listened to a lot of music this year, including that Dave album, which I really like, but it's not in my top ten because, well, it's just, it's not. But I really, I really like it. Like there was so much good music this year. Yeah. Um, my top ten. I've got uh some crossover review, but also some 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 other stuff. So in at number ten, uh, the Ultra Vivid Lament, uh, the Manic Street Preacher's newest oh, yeah. album. Uh, which I mean, I'm a huge, I think I've seen them live more than anyone, any other band, Hmm. uh, that I've seen. And I just really, really adore the Mike Street Preachers. You know, they had, um, they had a number one single about how important libraries are. They're, they're, they're good. I like them. And, um, their last, this album went to number one in the UK charts. And the last time they did that was in 1998. Amazing. Amazing. It is amazing to have to have two number one albums so far in so far apart. It shows how kind of relevant they continue to be, and yeah, they're just great. So I love the Mighty Street Preachers and that album, the Ultra Voodle Lament, is is great and one of their quieter albums. The first track um it is called It's Still Snowing and Sapporo, and it's just a beautiful, amazing this 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 incredible song um with lyrics about the first time that they toured in Japan oh. and had and had Richie with them, and one of the lines is how can was it how can four become so strong it's just it's great anyway i love it um in at number 9 is happy Ever, the billie eilish album which i agree is uh, is stunning and like you i sometimes sit back and think about the fact that she's like barely 20 years old and, yeah. and how, how does she manage to yeah. make music that so feels so sort of filled like, with 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 yeah. life and talent and and mm. yeah she's she's pretty impressive I love it. I love her, I love her music. It's great. Uh, in at number eight is uh, comfort to comfort for me. The new album from Australian pub rock punks Amel and the Sniffers, um, which uh, their first album I didn't like at all. I thought it was sort of. Not really for me. Mm. And I, they weren't really on their radar, but I checked out their second album and it's amazing. So people should listen to it if you like kind of noisy, loud, um, punk rock music. Check out Aminal and the Sniffers. Uh, comfort for me, it's brilliant. Number seven, Pressure Machine, uh, The Killers. Um, their quietest and most introspective album ever, a concept album about the town that the Brandon Flowers grew up in, in Utah. And it's just, um, it's just co- co- a kind of a beautiful, wonderful album. I really like it. And number six hey what um by noise rock legends low uh is uh, an unexpected delight almost like pop music but run through a blender it's 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 great um number five a band that I love and hate in equal measure i I come to them and i and i and I listen to them a lot and then I'll leave them alone for a while um but and I think everyone everyone probably has a band like that right that they sort of have this like love hate relationship with but uh, it's the myth of the happily ever after by biffy Clyro. um Mm. after putting out their album a celebration of endings last year that i wasn't really keen on they then announced this follow-up album that sort of sprung from the same sessions and i was like well i'm not gonna like that no it's amazing they've somehow put they've done it again they've pulled it out of the bag it's a really really great just fantastic rock Mm. album in at number four, um, the voice of his generation, Newcastle's Sam Fender, with his second album Seventeen Going Under, which okay. uh, if you haven't listened to it is an absolutely stellar indie rock singer songwriter album. Um, mm. but Sam Fender is Sam Fender is similar to Billy Eilish actually. He's a very young man, and he writes about social issues. He writes about he writes about. He's able to write about things with the, that feel like he's lived a life and he's not. And it's, it's amazing. Uh, Sam Fender's kind of quite an incredible musician, I think, and he's going to continue, hopefully, to be pretty amazing in the future. Mm. But yeah, 17 Going Under is, is a really, really good album. Uh, number three, um, Prioritise Pleasure by Self-Esteem, an album that is just a front-to-back, incredible pop album. Uh, with with amazing songs on it, I I really love that album. Prioritize pleasure, P- people should listen to it. Self esteem mm. is great. Uh, number two, I don't live here anymore by the War on Drugs. Um, okay. Yeah. They are fantastic. Just good stadium rock, uh, brilliant music, and uh number one, Crawler by Idols.
1: Ah, oh, fantastic.
0: <laughs> uh, a monumental piece of work that I think is the best yeah. thing they've done, and um. They should uh continue for a long time, I hope, so yeah, that's my top ten albums nice, yeah, thank you. People should listen to all of a those little a and little
1: I think uh just to add, I think uh I've listened after we talked about uh Taylor Swift's red
0: oh, Taylors yeah.
1: version um. I think that's an honorable mention because I absolutely love that album and listening to her song with Phoebe Bridges, I cried.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I it's not in my top song. ten because it's not doesn't feel like it's a new album from this no, year. But I no. I agree that it's it's amazing so and good. I've listened to it a lot. Oh, so, so uh,
1: good! Uh, like the ten minute version of All Too Well is really cool. Is it yeah, about Jake Gyllenhaal?
0: apparently, yeah. I mean, nobody's ever confirmed it, but apparently, it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, I know.
1: Who Who wouldn't be Who would miss Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, I would be heartbroken if I broke up with Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Yeah, but she really eviscerates him in those lyrics. She makes him sound like an awful piece of work. But um, I, guess, I guess when
1: you have a love interest and you break up in not a very like good way, maybe it is. You know, you do get angrier than you you would.
0: Yeah, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Oh, it's so it's, good. it's it's well a good. Done, she, she's she's. You are a great. Similar human. Similar, to, similar to Billie Eilish, she was writing amazing music from such a young age, and yeah. she continues to grow as a as an as a musician. She's she's good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to very quickly run through my top ten video games of the year because you oh, don't yeah. have any, and then we can get some listeners' lists. So, uh, it's been an odd year for video games. Nothing to. Uh, I don't think any, anything that's going to be remembered in the future as an all-time classic has necessarily come out this year, but there's definitely been a lot of fun to be had with games like, in at number 10, Deathloop, the um Groundhog Day assassin game. Number 9, Death's Door, an indie version of Dark Souls. Number 8, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, a ground-up remake of the first two Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. Uh, a lot of fun. Number 7, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Um. The first true PS5 game, I think, that really showed what the PS5 was capable of, uh, like playing a Pixar movie. Just wonderful. Number six, Metroid Dread. The latest Metroid game um, is uh, a pitch-perfect, sort of perfectly balanced uh, Metroid-style game, and I love it. Number five, Forza Horizon 5. Probably the most beautiful game I've played all year. Um, driving around race, street racing in Mexico and exploring, and it's, it's a wonderful game. Number four, It Takes Two. Uh, a co-op gay, a co-op platformer uh, where you play as a married couple who are going ah, yeah. through difficult times in their relationship. It recently mm-hmm. won Game of the Year at the Game Awards and it deserved it because it's pretty incredible.
1: You spoke about it, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I definitely yeah. did, yeah. Uh, in at number three, a game, of, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, but I've posted about it on Instagram, uh, Life is Strange True Colours,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a wonderful sort of indie, well, it's not an indie game because it's, published by square enix but it has the aesthetic of like indie music it's got and there's like a phoebe bridges song in it and it's you playing as this uh young woman who's trying to discover why her brother's being killed in this mining is it's great it's a good 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 game number two hitman free which i have talked about a lot on the podcast yeah. uh, earlier in the year absolutely adore that game and uh, number one um resident evil village uh a really stellar entry in the Resident Evil franchise. And uh, well done to them. So that's my favourite game of the year, Resident Evil Village. Nice. Bada boom, bada bing, bada bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Right, mm. who, are we going to do some listener lists? Yeah. So in first we've got listener Emma. Thank you so much for sending in your list. Um, She's done a top five of her favourite things in different pop culture types, if that makes sense. It'll make sense once I start reading it out. So number one, she's gone for her best album of the year, which is um, uh, Ides of March by Miles Kennedy, uh, who is... Miles Kennedy is the lead singer of rock band Alter Bridge, and sings Mm. with Slash when he does his solo stuff, and he has an amazing voice. And this is his second album, and Emma writes, this hasn't been mentioned by you guys, and so it needs to be. It's a fantastic offering by a man who, in my view, is the best vocalist alive. Uh, he's definitely a very, very good vocalist. Um, and uh, I saw him live a few weeks ago and uh, with listener Emma, and it was pretty good as he puts on a good show. So well done oh. to Miles Kennedy. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, best TV show, one we've both mentioned, WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, she writes, my favourite of the Marvel shows on Disney+. Plus. I absolutely adore Wanda and everything around her. Fair play. It is pretty, pretty brilliant. It
1: is amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh in at number three best film, she's gone for a Marvel movie that weren't wasn't on either of our lists. Um Black Widow.
1: Ah, oh, I haven't watched that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh she's written Given this week's offering, Marvel have really done themselves proud this year, but Black Widow is still my preference. With stellar performances from David Harbour and Culture Bucket favourite Florence Pugh. I your door every second of this film. I think it just by a fraction is better than Spider Man. But don't ask me again tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I, 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 I also loved Black Widow. I It's um, probably my second favourite Marvel movie of the year behind Spider-Man. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, good film. Uh, number four, she's gone for her best game of the year and she's chosen Tetris Effect Connected and she writes, a beautifully sculpted version of a classic game with transfixing soundtrack and stunning graphics. What more could anyone want? And Amen. agreed. Um, Tetris Effect is brilliant. And... Number five, she's gone for best podcast and she's written Culture Bucket, obviously. Of course. She, yeah, so thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say so, Emma. Um, thank you, Emma. Yeah, cheers, Emma. Thank you for that list. Uh, all good picks and um, yeah, keep on trucking. Cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> up next, we've got a list from listener Chris, who uh, is uh, similar to Emma, one of our kind of long-time listeners. And yes. we appreciate his support, as we appreciate the support of everyone. And um, Chris writes, hi, Alex and George. Thought I'd put you two in alphabetical order. Not that Alex is my favourite, honestly. <laughs> uh, top five albums from me in the order they're grabbing me when I write this. It changes mm-hmm. weekly. And there are others that pop in and out of there. It's tough, uh, this picking five, isn't it? And I agree it is. And then, um, so yeah, so Chris has sent us his top five albums of the year. And um, he is a pretty cool guy because I've only heard uh one of them.
1: Yeah, looking at Chris's Instagram, he you, you you go and see lots of bands that I don't even know. It's amazing though, like.
0: Yeah, really good, cool. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Um, so he starts with I think somebody actually you've spoken about before, Jade Bird.
1: Have you talked about? Ah Jade yes, Bird? yes, yes, yes. Great choice, Chris.
0: Jade Bird, Open Up the Heavens. He wrote a second album from the expat Jade, who was one of my 2020-21 tour casualties. Uh, great album, and American Living is obviously suiting her. Looking forward to catching her live again at some point. So, nice pick there. Yes. And then, uh, you've, moved, you've moved your camera, and I can't see you anymore. Hi. Hello, sorry. Can you see um, me now? In at number f- yes, I can. In at number four, he's gone with, I think it's pronounced Jen or maybe Gen, G-E-N-N, mm-hmm. uh, Liminal. And he writes a Maltese slash English band whose lead singer is also the partner of the drummer from John. First album and yet another pre-order vinyl added to my collection, even though I don't have a player. Yet to see them live, but hopefully in 2020. <laughs> I've also got uh, I've got a box full of uh, vinyls in my cupboard, uh, in my wardrobe, uh, Chris, That uh, and I don't own a player. So that's absolutely fine. No judgment there at all. Um, number three, Zuzu queensway tunnel and he's written first album by one of the most modest people i've had the pleasure to meet saw her first at a festival back in 2018 and latest this week and the progress her and her band have made is amazing hopefully big things will come for them soon so that sounds pretty exciting so definitely worth checking out zuzu yeah um, uh, number two he's put a, a band by an album that i've never listened to but i see people talking about on the idols facebook group uh, all the time um a a band called john uh and the album's called nocturnal adventures and he's written second album by two great lads that i've seen twice this year so it seems fitting that they go in the number two slot also i think john have overtaken idols in my t-shirt t-shirt collection don't tell my (laughs) wife um so 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 a t-shirt
1: collector and a vinyl collector a little bit like george
0: yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that is true of all Idols fans is that they, they love to buy T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then in at number one, he's gone for Idols Crawler. No mm. surprise here. I'm sure a different and very powerful album that's given me the new mantra of, in spite of it all, life is beautiful.
1: Yes. Great choices.
0: Yeah. Definitely yeah. great choices. Um, thank you so much for that, Chris. And please do yeah. keep listening. thank you. Um, and presumably your wife doesn't listen, uh, so please encourage her to also listen. That would be lovely.
1: <laughs> Maybe not this not? episode, because she might <laughs> no, get angry. No, but not this one,
0: because then she'll <laughs> find out about the... Um, unless she does listen, in which case we've just... Well, you've just outed yourself as having... Anyway, it's all fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, up next, we've got a list from Matt. Listener Matt, uh, who uh, has sent us in his top 10 films of the year. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, He hasn't editorialised at all. He's just sent me the list, which is absolutely fine. So I'll, I'll run through them. Um, In at number 10, he's gone for King Richard, which I've talked about how much that is a brilliant movie. So well done. Number nine, Eternals.
1: Ooh, Agreed. Good choice. Nice. Number eight, like
0: Dune. It. Fantastic film. Uh, number seven, he's gone for Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk action movie.
1: Oh. Oh, I really um, want to watch that one cuz you talked about it and um it's a great film. I, I it must it.
0: be streaming somewhere for you to see it soon, yeah. which I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a great movie, you should definitely check it out. Uh number 6 Malignant, which is gr- uh, great, well done for picking that one, Matt. I love it. Number 5 is Put Last Night in Soho, which didn't make my top 10. I know you were no. slightly more mixed on it as well, but um a fun movie. Um well, not a fun movie, but a a movie.
1: Uh number a
0: movie. 4. <laughs> <a movie. laughs> um, yeah in at number four, he's gone for Dear Evan Hansen, uh, one of 2021's uh, musical casualties. Uh, I haven't seen it and it got terrible no. reviews. But um yeah. hey, if you enjoyed it, Matt, then you then you do you do you. Uh maybe I'll watch it one day. I'm sure it will be great. Um it is a film where like a 28-year-old man plays a high school student.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, because uh it you know, I've got limited amount of uh, you know, original language films I can watch, and that was one of them. Yeah. And then I saw the main actor and I was like, but that's the guy from Pitch Perfect. So, yeah. you know, and yeah. I was like, I, can't, I don't think I would be able to detach the fact that he's a grown-ass man yeah. playing a, a high school he,
0: student. The same is true of Tobey Maguire, I guess. In the original Spider-Man, he's like 25 playing high school <laughs> student. Yeah, um, but I
1: feel like Tobey Maguire is like young looking
0: yeah I he is know. um anyway dear evan hansen uh the, that guy i can't remember his name which is so rude to me but he, he won't listen so it doesn't matter uh the guy that in dear evan hansen originated the role on broadway when dear evan hansen was first a broadway musical oh, so dear evan okay. hansen defenders will tell you that he had to play the role because he originated the role and only he can do it mm. you know but equally He's like uh, 28, anyway, it's bizarre, but... So his name
1: is Ben Platt.
0: Ben Platt. And how old is he, Ben Platt? Do you have that information? To 28 years old, Ben Platt.
1: But more, if it's good, I might, I, might, I might give it a go, you know.
0: Well, Matt says it's good. So... And he, you know, he's a, he's a professional guy. He knows what he's talking about. Well, then I'll Maybe give it a go. Great. Maybe we should all give it a go. Give give Dear Evan Hansen another shot. You know, uh, in I, at number gave,
1: three... I gave uh, Spider-Man another shot and I loved oh, it. Um so. but that's because it's the... <laughs> um,
0: In at number three, he's put Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings.
1: <gasps> Great.
0: Good film. Oh, he's just written Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Rings. But Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, number two, he's got People Just Do Nothing a Big in Japan, which... Uh, wasn't in my top ten, but it was a very good time at the cinema this year. Ah, so yeah, I need to watch that. On that one. It's a I fun really movie. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. And number one, he's put Cruella, uh, which what well, didn't make my top ten, but is a it was also a great time at the cinema this year. And yeah, Still no fair play. It. It's a good choice. Emma Stone is a is 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 great in it. So good, good on him. Um, he told me that Spider Man No Way Home would make the list, but he then he didn't update it, so I don't know where that would come. But I guess it would push King Richard off the list. Uh, So assume that uh, uh, that's in there somewhere. Okay, and we also have a list from Dan, friend of the pod, who was on our video games episode and has sent us his list of his five favourite video games of 2021. So he starts off with what I think is an honourable mention in the Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC, integrade that released this year which uh, wasn't a full game and I didn't play it, but I'm sure it's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, In at number five, he's got Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, an incredible 3D platform that was on my list as well. Well done, Dan. In at number four, he's got Deathloop, ranked very highly in my opinion, but uh, a a great game from a great team. So a good choice there. Uh, In at number three, he's got Halo Infinite, the newest Halo game. I haven't played it yet, but I know that Dan is mad in love with Halo. so. not, no surprise to see it there, and uh, it is meant to be pretty good, especially the multiplayer. In at number two, he's got Hitman 3, which Dan and I kind of back and forth on a lot earlier in the year, trying to beat each other's times on the levels, and it was one of my favourite gaming experiences uh, of the year or ever, so I'm um, glad to see him giving some props to that and in his number one spot he's put Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village the uh, latest game in the Resident Evil series which was also my number one game of the year so good taste there as well uh good work all around thanks for that list Dan uh yeah thank you our next list and the last list that I have access to is from um uh someone from on our Instagram sent it to us uh Jonesy who is gold star movie reviews on Instagram so go and check their page out uh sent us their top 10 of the year um and they've gone for number 10 king richard which it's it's amazing how this movie is coming up again and again and again Mm, it's so good number nine blue bayou which um i haven't seen it because it's not showing near me but it looks pretty good it's a film um that appears to have a very similar story i don't know much about it but it looks like it has a very similar story to um what's the film minari about oh, okay. a Korean family trying to make it in America. But I might be wrong about that, but that, from the trailer, the bit of the trailer I saw, that's what it looked mm. like. But this one is set in New Orleans or Louisiana at least, I think. Um yeah. it looks pretty good, Blue Bayou, it, but it's just not showing near me, so I can't see it. But um I'm glad to see it's good. I will watch it someone. Number eight, uh, they've gone for nobody. In at number seven, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know <laughs> if you we liked don't agree it, you with liked that. It.
0: But, well, yeah, but it's fine. Everyone uh, lots lots of people enjoyed that this year. And thank you for interacting with us and stuff, but mm. uh number six, uh Belfast, with a new movie from uh, I think Kenneth Branners directed that film. I haven't seen yes, it but it's
1: I need to watch it. It looks amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna get talked about more as Oscars come around and stuff. So yeah. Belfast. Uh number five, a movie that didn't make my top ten but I absolutely loved this year and it's good to have a mention of it, The Last Duel. Um yes. Ridley Scott's good film from 2021 <laughs> uh starring Adam Driver uh and uh Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jodie Comer most importantly Jodie Comer does stunning work in The Last Jewel and I hope she mm. gets some Oscar recognition at least a nomination if not a win um but it's been such a flop that maybe it'll be over uh, kind of overlooked a little bit but Jodie Comer doesn't deserve to be overlooked. Jodie Comer deserves to be put on a big pedestal and told how good she is. Uh, Number four, Encanto, the latest Disney Animation Studios movie. Ah, I haven't seen it, but it looks pretty great. So, yeah, I really want to see that. Mm. It's hitting Disney Plus in the UK, at least, on Christmas Eve. uh, And maybe for you as well. So I'll be watching it then, I hope. Um, In at number three, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Strong choice. Number two, a movie called Nine Days, which I hadn't heard of, but... um, good
1: <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I
0: don't i haven't heard of it i don't have much to say about it but well done and number one a strong pick dune
1: <laughs> yes
0: yeah which might which would if not for the the way that spiderman um hooked my nostalgia dune would probably Uh, be my number one film of the year so a good strong pick
1: okay so uh i've got one it's not it's not a top it's just i think it's a top film of one of our followers on instagram uh truly underscore cinephile and uh, they have put eternals exclamation mark and i agree i think is a great uh, marvel film this year and really underrated I even loved Angelina Jolie in it. So I think that's great. Thank you for your contribution. And then I've got a contribution from Yuji. And he has put uh, three Japanese series. Uh, One of them is called Alice in Borderland, uh, which I've talked about before. And it's kind of a, um, you know, uh, a game where you survive. It's a bit like... It's a kind of a concept like Squid Game, but not really, is in a totally different kind of universe. So it's kind of like a survival game. Uh, Followers, which is a Japanese series about uh, uh, these uh, Japanese celebrities, is really a good fun uh, fan series. Uh, Naked Director, Squid Game, and Sex Education. So uh, nice. great. Thank you, uh, you very list. much, Suji. Thank you for all of your lists. Great, uh, great choices. And good suggestions to watch and listen to.
0: Absolutely. Nice. Thank you so much, everyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So to finish us off, I've just pulled together some albums and films that are due out next year so we can start to anticipate a little bit of what the next year might bring, which is exciting. Exciting. Yeah. So in terms of music coming in the next year, music tends to be announced closer to its release than films. So there's not a huge list, but... Um indie folk band Big Thief, who are fantastic and uh, should mm. be listened to if you haven't heard of them, are releasing a double album in February called Dragon New War Mountain, I Believe mm. in You, which is a great name for an album. And uh, they've put out, it's a 20-track album, so they've put out enough singles to basically make a 30-minute EP at this point, which you can find on Spotify and they are great, so you should check that out. Um, uh, The Red Hot Chili Peppers are supposedly releasing a new album next year, which is notable... <laughs> Okay. Due to uh, John Fohante being back in the band, so it's going oh. to be their first yep, it's their first album of original material with John Fochante since like 2006's Stadium Arcadium double album, um, which wasn't their best work, but uh, no. maybe the, maybe the return of John Faante will have reignited a spark in the band and uh, we'll see. Kendrick Lamar should hopefully be releasing his next nice. album in, in the next year. Uh, he started talking about the fact he's got an album coming, so that should come. Uh, Jack White has announced two albums coming out next year. Uh, Fear of the Dawn in April and Entering Heaven in Alive in July. Uh, one of those is an introspective acoustic album. One of them is a heavier sort of rock-based album. Um, he's released a couple of singles to that, which are quite good, so that would be interesting. Paramore are supposedly finally back and going to put out a new album next year, which is going to be...
1: Oh, exciting.
0: Fascinating to see what they do. Um, a dream pop band who I quite like called Beach House. Have you heard of Beach House?
1: No, I don't think they're,
0: so. you might like Beach House. You should check them out. But they're releasing an album. They're releasing a double album mm. in February called Once Twice Melody. But they've released it in a weird way where they've put out like a quarter of it as singles, and then the next quarter of it as singles. So half of it's already been released but mm. the full album will have been released uh, to streaming by February. And what I've heard of it so far, the half they've released so far, has been great. So uh, Once Twice Melody by Beach House could be a highlight of next year, hopefully. Um, indie rock band um, from, from, from the UK, Block Party, are back with their first ga- album in oh, years.
1: wow. Yeah,
0: Al- Alpha Games is coming in April, and I think it's their first album since 2016. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah. Um, Not
0: a fan. Of Block Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been a massive fan, but people seem a little bit hyped about this new one, so who knows what will happen. Uh, Mitski, who is a sort of uh, folk indie singer-songwriter, uh, lives in a similar world to Phoebe Bridges and people of that nature. Um, she's releasing a new album called Laurel Hell in February, and I've always been sort of on the edge of getting into Mitski, so this might be the point where I do that, so that might be something we discuss in the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then we've got people who haven't actually announced properly an album yet but are expected to within the next year, hopefully, releasing albums such as Arctic Monkeys who have started announcing tour dates, so they should have something new. Brockhampton is uh, apparently going to release a new album in the the next year. Uh, The Weeknd has got something new coming. Avril Lavigne is releasing a new rock album. Uh, She's signed to Travis Barker's label and she's already put out one song that sounds... Exactly like it could have come off um, the Skater Boy album, so it's fascinating to see Avril Lavigne back and doing yeah. the things she was doing at the start again. Um, Frank Ocean might release a new album this year. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Uh, Beyonce so. is probably going to release a new album this year, which is going to be her first since Lemonade. I love these
1: adverbs of probability of uh... well, she's she said <laughs> she's been in the studio
0: for eighteen months, so presumably within the next twelve, she'll have an album ready. You'd you'd, you'd think she put out a <laughs> single. Absurd. And she did put. She put out a single to promote the King Richard movie. There's a there's a new Beyonce song in that film, so people are assuming that that's you know put from the sessions that are also going to spawn her new album. We'll see. Uh, Scissor has got a new album coming out, and Cardi B is supposedly going to finally release her second album next year. Um, and then we've got a run through of what the next year in movies might look like, starting with uh, the big Marvel ones. We've got three Marvel movies coming to us next year, Alex. Ooh, Doctor exciting. Doctor Strange in the multiverse oh, of madness. I'm so excited! So excited! Uh, directed yes. by Sam Raimi, his his return to comic book movies after his Spider Man trilogy. So. Pfft. I, I'm unbelievably excited for that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Th- Thor, Love and also, Thunder. Which I is... love
1: Doctor Strange. Now, I don't know. If, I'm in love with him. I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's he's pretty so great funny.
0: in uh in yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see that yeah. that new one. And it's good, you know, Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness is going to feature uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, yeah. and Loki. So are we supposed uh, to um,
1: say that or not? Maybe that's not. been announced. Okay, fantastic. That's known. That's fine.
0: Uh, and uh, you, so you should watch Loki before that Doctor Strange movie because yeah, he's going I'm to be going in. To. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be in it. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder is coming in July. Uh, and that's exciting, uh, partly because Taika Waititi is coming back to make it uh, after making Ragnarok, which is so good. And Natalie Portman is coming back to, to take on the role of Thor, supposedly. Uh, we're going to see her be a superhero, which I just can't wait for. And then in November, a, a more unknown quantity. We'll see how it turns out. Hopefully it'll be brilliant. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming. Mm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of sadness. Yeah, and then uh, apparently Letitia Wright's Shuri is gonna take the helm as the new Black Panther. Um, and she was great in the first movie, but Letitia Wright as a person has got opinions I disagree with. So we'll see what happens. She's a big anti COVID vaccine person. Is Um, she? she? Yeah, she won't get vaccinated uh and then not marvel movies but we've got loads of films coming out we've got the 355 which is almost looks like the female version of the expendables a, a sci-fi movie starring a great cast mm. of uh, actresses which looks good coming in January scream 5 the fifth movie in the scream franchise is coming in January oh yeah Serrano, um, a Serrano de Bergerac movie starring Peter Dinklage as uh, Serrano and it's a musical with the music written by The National so I,
1: pff, I'm i going to
0: watch that. Um, Morbius, Jared Leto's attempt to be a superhero is coming as well. Oh. The less said about that the better. Jackass Forever, the fourth Jackass movie coming in February. (laughs)
1: Jackass Forever.
0: I love that. Uh, The the Black Phone, the new movie from Scott Derrickson, uh, the director of the first Doctor Strange movie. He's returned to horror because he made uh, famously now known as the scariest movie of all time, Sinister, starring Ethan Mm. Hawke. And this movie is also starring Ethan Hawke. And the early reviews for it are amazing. So I'm looking forward to The Black Phone. Moon uh, Moonfall. The director of Independence Day has made a film about the moon falling into the earth. So that's definitely going to be something starring Halle Berry. Um, ambulance. Michael Bay's return to action movies. Jake Hall and Yahya Abdul-Mateen um, play two foster brothers who rob a bank and then steal an ambulance to escape. And somebody is in the ambulance dying and they have to decide how to help them. It's gonna, It looks mad. So we'll see what that's like. Uncharted, the video game adaptation starring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, is coming in February as well. We've got The Batman. Robert Pattinson's outing as The Batman in March. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 hitting in April. Uh, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 1 again last night and that movie is so much better than it should be. And I can't mm. wait to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um. <laughs> The new Fantastic Beasts Harry Potter movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore, is hitting in April. They just put out the first trailer for that and it looks like one of those. Uh, but this time, Mass Mickelson is coming to play uh, Grindelwald, taking over the role of Johnny Depp from Johnny oh, Depp. maybe I'll watch has, it then. He's been uh, removed from the franchise for being a big old piece of poo. Um, the movie that I'm most excited about next year, The North Man, the new film from your favourite and mine, Robert Eggers is uh <laughs> is hitting so we'll have to see if it's if it's more of a witch or more of a mm. uh, lighthouse but um I can't wait yeah. for it uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is in that one so I mean oh come on
1: well I'll watch that cuz yeah. Anya's in it I'll I'll watch that the, no it, the ca- I
0: can't remember the cast off the top of my head but the cast is mad and it includes Bjork so I mean oh, yeah the crazy. northman is going to be something the unbearable weight of massive talent a film in which Nicolas Cage is playing himself oh.
1: Oh my God, you showed me the uh, George showed the, trailer. Me the trailer the other day and I'm
0: so <laughs> excited about it. That movie looks amazing. So much better yeah. than it should be. Um, I can't wait to see it. Pablo Pascal yeah. looks so funny in it. Nicolas Cage looks more alive than he's looked in years. I, yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, Legally Blonde 3 is hitting in May.
1: Ooh, yep. exciting.
0: That's coming. We've also got the Bob's Burgers movie coming in May, oh, wow. which is okay. apparently a musical Uh <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that. I've decided yeah. I'm going to watch all of Bob's Burgers uh, to, yeah. to get ready for that one. I've
1: started um, again actually watching it.
0: Oh really? I'm going to start again yeah. today I think and and cuz yeah. I've there's a few seasons I've not seen so I'm really looking forward to getting through yeah. all of it. Um John Wick Chapter 4 is also coming out oh, in May. So I need you're going to watch gonna have two to and three. Yeah, cuz <laughs> we, maybe we'll have to do a big John Wick special uh, for when that comes yeah. out. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, who knows if that's going to be good or not, but that's coming in June. Um, nope, the new movie from Jordan Peele, his third film after Get Back and Us. the Get Back after. <laughs>
1: get Back! <laughs> his
0: new movie after Get Out and Us. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows anything about it, but they've put out a poster that has a big cloud on it. Who knows? Oh, but it, I mean, it's a okay. new Jordan Peele film, so I'm excited. Don't worry Darling in September, Olivia Wilde's second uh, directorial effort after Book Smart. Looks okay. like a thriller set in the 50s. It stars Florence Pugh and Harry Styles as a married couple, and things start to go wrong. I mean, everything Everything about that sentence makes me excited, so I'm into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Spider-Man <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, the follow-up to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and if you've yeah! seen the teaser trailer they put out for that, I cannot wait for that movie. That's coming in October. No. Uh, Halloween Ends, the final film in the new trilogy of Halloween movies, also coming in October. I can't wait to see what happens in that one. Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out in October, apparently. Weird. And then two films I'm not excited about, but they're going to be big and talked about, and I can't believe they're actually coming out, especially this one. December is going to see the release of Avatar 2.
1: Ugh. I haven't even watched number one, so
0: it's rubbish and then uh, in also in December we're going to be treated to uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie which I was so excited about until they announced that Chris Pratt was voicing Mario and now I couldn't care less so we'll see what happens there um, and then very very quickly um, not films but there are going to be some more Marvel TV shows coming out, out next year which I'm excited about including Miss Marvel a character I adore in the comic books and I can't wait to see how they bring her to the mm. screen Moon Knight which is uh, Marvel's version of Batman man in a way and that's going to star oscar isaac so that should be good i hope perfect yeah moon uh yeah that's i just said moon uh she hulk uh which is going to be a like comedy starring tatiana maslany who is in a show called orphan black and she is amazing she's such a great actress and it's so exciting to her to be joining the marvel world so i really hope she looks good uh a cartoon series called i am groot about baby groot is apparently coming And then at the end of the year, we're going to get the Guardians of the Galaxy um, holiday special, which is going to lead into the events of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming in 2023. So next year is packed. Packed. So packed. So please stick with Culture Bucket because we'll be covering and sharing our thoughts on probably most of those films and albums and TV shows. So stick with us. Kington news the journey, please. And um it's gonna be, be absolutely brilliant. It's, oh, so much fun. Um yes. and uh, there we go. That's our that's wow. our celebration of the year that was and our look into the year that will be. Yeah. Um
1: What a great year and what a great year is going to be.
0: Yeah. Um thank you everyone for listening to us um and joining us for this year, and I hope you stick with us for the following year. It's gonna be fantastic. And um, join us again next time. We're going to be talking about, in our 58th episode, we'll be talking about our top five Steven Spielberg films and celebrating um the, the career of a filmmaker that seems like yeah. it's got no end to it, and that can only be a good thing because the man is a machine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so join us for that next time, and uh, we can't wait to see you again, and enjoy... Enjoy your winter breaks, enjoy your Christmases, enjoy your holidays season, enjoy your New Year's and however you choose to kind of mark the end of the year. Have a good one and enjoy Have a great time. Get rested, get ready for another year and um, who knows what it'll bring. And uh, to find us, please go to social media. Please look at the show notes for this episode and every other episode to find links to our social media channels. Uh, We're most active on Instagram. So go and find us there and uh, join in the conversation. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Bye, bye,
1: bye. bye, bye. bye, bye, bye. bye.